Let's do this. Thank you for listening to Front Porch Theology, where we talk about all things, even the creepy stuff, which is what we're talking about today as we talk about demons and angels. You're listening to Front Porch Theology, a podcast of New Heights Church. We laugh, we argue, we carry on. So welcome to our front porch. Have a seat and let's get into it. Who are you again? I'm Jeremy. Oh, hey. I'm hey, Will. Going? <laughs> good to meet you, man. Hey, good to see you. I was wondering who this well, was, I, well, I was on I was, my front porch. I was going to say, I am Jeremy, and I was going to introduce you, but you kind of jumped in there. Oh, And yeah. you just scared everybody. Sorry. Like you were a ghost that came out of nowhere. Well, listen. Heather couldn't be with us today. Mm-hmm. Devil's really been after Could, her wait, lately. Wait. Couldn't be or didn't want to be? Well, a little bit of both. Yeah. She never wants to be. That's true. But, um, yeah, I think Satan's been after her. Satan's always after her. After her, Heather, specifically her. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I feel like it. Well, I don't know. I I think Satan's bound. Maybe she's a messenger of Satan. Is oh, he bound? Golly. We gotta we gotta talk about if Satan is bound or not. All right, let's do this. All right, so we're gonna be talking about um, kind of the doctrine of demons of Satan of the dark side. And um, uh, is that a Star Trek reference? <laughs> yeah, yes, that's that's exactly what that was. Um, all right, so. A uh, couple questions I want to ask, if you're if you're up for it, because you are the demon expert. No, <laughs> no, yeah. I'm not the demon uh, expert. Dude, listen, yes, you are. Little little known about Will is that he. Some people are ghost hunters. You, you want to tell them what you do? Uh, <laughs> I don't know what I do. I don't know what you're referencing. <laughs> Gosh, uh, guys, I've never hunted. Say. You never like, anything. No demon paranormal. Hunter? No. All right. All right. I'm not a demon hunter. That's what we're going with. Um, um, all right. So first off, let's talk about what are demons. Demons are fallen angels. So there, there are um, in creation. There is a distinction between humans and angelic beings mm-hmm. that are that are non-physical. Okay. And so the angelic beings. Um, what's mysterious about it is we don't know how many there are. There seems just, to be a lot. Just a third. Well, a third, yeah, a third of the angels, uh, Scripture tells us, fell with Satan. Now, where does that come Satan. from? That's from Revelation. Yeah, um, and Isaiah speaks about it also. Um, but yeah, so so one of the angels, uh, Lucifer, Satan, uh, Scripture calls him serpent, dragon, adversary. The word Satan in Hebrew means adversary. Mm-hmm. Um, so this, this guy... Um, leads a revolt in heaven and and takes a third of the the created angelic beings with him in his fall. God's not surprised. God's not surprised by this, which is a, which is an interesting thing. Is like God allows all this to happen. Let's take a step back real quick. Okay, let's okay. do that. So God created a third of the angels and Satan, knowing what they were going to do. Yes. So I find this always fascinating um, because at the end of the day. And I, some of this is, I, I think we can all, we need to have some humility. There's some mystery as it is this, um, in this topic. Um, and because like the answer is why to, well, to, for his judgment to be glorified. Mm-hmm. But I, I think, I do think there is something, um, that these, like uh, Satan knows doctrine, right? Demons yeah. know doctrine. They, yes. they know scripture. Yeah. They saw God. On his throne, yet they 
were able to rebel. And he gives questions of like, okay, what what free will right. do angels have? Yeah. Um. So if you don't mind, let's go into that real quick. Do the nature of angels do, and demons? Do they have free will? Well, apparently they did at one point. Um, current status, I would I would probably say not a completely free will, a limited will in some sense, like you and I, in the sense in which like. So, so if we could think of it in this hypothetical sense, when we go to heaven, will we be able to choose to sin? Right. No, no. It, it it won't be an option anymore. Right. Right. And so, in that sense, I think I think the angels are in that state. Um, the fallen angels are not, but the but the angels that were not thrown out of heaven are in that state um, that they they can't choose to sin that sort of thing. So that's why I say not a completely free will. Um, but but yeah, a limited will in some sense. Yes, they they have choice and they have actions the bible speaks of angels and demons being commonplace um, they're messengers they're messengers yeah you see you see them showing up appearing to people speaking um surrounding i mean elijah sees a whole army a whole mountain filled with angels yeah. um protecting god's people um you see lots of whole lot of demonic activity in jesus's ministry mm-hmm. so you have to deal with that you can't just pre- you can't just pretend that these entities these beings don't exist preach it and um and so that's what i tend to do though <clears throat> yeah i know you do yeah, yeah you just pretend they're not there yeah but, well but um, you know you know what's funny um i, I say that in jest and, and there's a part of me that struggles with the concept though i d- to be transparent i struggle with like I, I, I roll my eyes. You probably say you struggle with anything unseen. Mm, yeah, I mean, not everything not unseen, everything. but a lot of unseen There's things. A, yeah, I struggle with unseen things, but I recognize that that scripture has the authority here, and I'm wrong. So there's a lot of times I'll have to catch myself and go, okay, I'm doubting because I'm a skeptic, not because of what was said or that is is not biblical. Yeah. So, like, I, I, I acknowledge that. And so, like, there's a lot of times where, um, like, when it comes to possession, like, I, I'm much more open to it than what I, definitely what I used to be. Uh, not me being possessed. That's not what I mean. So, <laughs> I'm a, if there's any demons in the room, I'm really open to well, possession. No, no, no. Well, because we, we are possessed, but not, obviously, not by demons or, you know, we're, there is a possession that is of, of the Holy Spirit. Gosh, by. when you describe the Holy Spirit as, as a. He does possess you. As a possession. That's. No, sounds no. scary. Sounds spooky. But but that's that's I mean to me that's what Scripture describes it as. That yeah. he, you know he, There's an he possesses you. You right. you are his, um, and just just like that. Which I would say doesn't leave room for a demonic entity to man to would, be in a right. Christian, right? A sealed by the Holy Spirit, Christian. Which which when you think right, the, the the idea of sealed not only to the day of redemption but sealed from that mm-hmm. um it, it seems very it would seem to be a very weird thing to think that the, yeah. the holy spirit couldn't dwell you yet he wouldn't protect your soul from being right. possessed by something else right yeah um so all this is coming out of um preaching this past sunday i preached ephesians 6 mm-hmm. 10 through 20 which is the the analogy of the armor of god um at the beginning of that passage paul says we do not wrestle against flesh and blood but against the rulers against the authorities against the cosmic powers over this present darkness against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places and so the word spiritual there the literal translation and meaning means non-physical and so so when he says we don't wrestle against flesh and blood we are in a battle we're in a, we're in warfare with dark spirits yeah is what paul is making the case for well think, think of what jesus says jesus says that when he's talking to the pharisees he says that 
their father is the devil. They're mm-hmm. doing the will of their father, the devil. So right. they're furthering a an anti-Christian uh, kingdom, right? So, yeah. the, I mean, when you look at what Jesus says about these people, that's exactly, I mean, that's, it's, there is something grand, bigger than what appears. Yeah, and and, and human beings, by, by being created in the Imago Dei, we, human beings are different from animals in that we have spirit, soul. Like, we have a non-physical part of us. So, like, when I talk to you, Jeremy, mm-hmm. I'm not speaking to just, you know, um, brain activity and eyeballs and face and it's it's not i'm just not talking to a physical thing i'm I'm, you are a spiritual being um so there is a physical and a non-physical part that make up who jeremy is so this is something interesting so the paul describes and i want to get back to demons and angels um the human is um spirit soul and body right there's this yeah there's this trifecta going on now i've always been curious about angels Right, because angels can take human form. We see this, and not only does the <clears throat> scripture yeah. says that sometimes you entertain them and you don't even know it. Right, but we see this in Sodom, in Genesis with Sodom and Gomorrah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, there's a lot of I mean, you see it with Mary in the Incarnation. Yeah, you see where angels are taking human form, masculine form. Yeah, and and but, the, yeah, right. they're they're always they always they're always male. Um, they always are, are assumed to be male. I'm not right. saying they're anatomically male, um, but the, I guess they look masculine. Um, you know what they don't have? Speaking of what parts? Whoa. No, no it's Whoa. Not, it's not. We're not going there. No, wings. Oh, wings. They okay. don't have wings. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So the idea of angels having wings, that's, they're seraphim, which are different things. Right, yes. They are crazy. Looking. So there is a created order that, that yeah, that we don't see that includes angels, which look like humans. They're mistaken for humans a lot. Yeah. Um, they don't have wings. Um, so all your precious moments... You listeners that collect precious moments, yeah, I'm sorry, they're not that precious or biblically mm-hmm. accurate. Nope. Um, yeah, and then you, the seraphim um, are kind of a terrifying sounding creature. <laughs> they are with a bunch of eyes and a wings. Bunch of and, yeah, yeah, and then but but even in like Revelation, which you know could be somewhat symbolic, but could be some actual created beings in heaven too. You've got like four beasts and yeah. all of this, all of this going on. And so the Lord is a creative Lord, and so He's created lots of things to bring him glory um in the animal kingdom that we see in the physical world and in the celestial kingdom that we don't see right now so yeah so i so that's an interesting idea that that just as diverse as the physical kingdom is i would expect the celestial kingdom to be just equally as diverse and interesting yeah i I, like i I imagine when we get to heaven it's not like oh i've seen that before yeah right deer with wings right but it is it is mind-blowing that um that scripture says that that People have entertained or, or spent time, spent company with That's angels, wild. and not been aware of it. You think um, I'm an angel? <laughs> I couldn't even get the sense. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't think you're an angel. I mean, Do you remember the show Touched by an Angel? Uh, yeah. It's, well, I never saw it, but it's not super creepy. Um, yeah. <laughs> it does now that you mention it. Yeah. But I, I can remember like Touched by an Angel, and like our whole church would is like, it's you know it's Thursday night or whatever night Touched by an Angel. Was it like would a come Christian on. show? Yeah, it was like sort of like quasi Christian. It wasn't okay. like overtly. It wasn't saying like Jesus is the only way, but it was. It was like Doctor Quinn was on it. I never saw that. She either. wasn't Doctor Quinn. I watched she was Quantum an Leap as yeah. a kid. There was like That's a death angel. He like he couldn't Ooh. talk for some reason, but when he showed up, like oh, he's the death angel. Like you're gonna die. He's Ooh. coming to get you. And and like we, I just remember like my parents well, and other people watching death. it. And yeah. so 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 the Lord like in 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 uh, Exodus Passover, 
sins death. Yeah. Almost like it is an angel. Yes. So I, this is what I'm curious. Do you think death is? I mean, is is there is that is that an angel that 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 can be personified as death, or is that just saying I'm going to kill you? Well, is, is the messenger. Um, that's what angel means. When we, when we say the word angel, it means messenger. Um, a lot of places it is translated as messenger. Um, but like in the in the in the book of Revelation, there's seven churches, and they, they write to the seven angels, but it could also be the seven messengers. It could even be pastors, um, which is which is maybe the more prominent uh, analysis of what it what it means. But but yeah, I think I think you see the angel. I think angels even used in the Exodus in the Passover, um, passing over homes where the blood was there. And so, yeah, I think I think the Lord sends these messengers, these heavenly angels, to to carry out tasks for him. Dan- not, Daniel encounters, but there's angels. not one that has a tag that's like death. It's just like, like an there's angel. Just one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I don't, I don't think so. I don't. I don't. I don't see scripture to back that up. I mean, right. I also don't see scripture to say that there's not. But sure, there's just one guy. <laughs> Angel, do what you do. He's mute. Also, yeah. <laughs> according according to the hit NBC show with Doctor Quinn, I think uh, he was mute. Maybe I'm misremembering. Yeah. If you've watched it, you can confirm. But I think when I, I remember seeing it when I was a kid, I think he didn't. Maybe speak. because death is silent, man. It's it's like yeah. symbolic, dude. I'm sure there was some symbolism Quinn there. What she was doing. What yeah. She was writing. Yeah. All right. So uh, okay, where do they come from? These angels and demons. Yeah, so they're they're created. I mean, they they are part of the created order. Satan is in the Garden of Eden. So so evidently in the creation account, which you're getting ready to preach by the way. Yeah. But in the creation account, that there in those days of creation, evidently there is some point at which it's not mentioned in Genesis. It, it is hinted at in Isaiah and Ezekiel that there's some point at which God does create. Okay. So they're not eternal like the Lord, but they are created beings. Um, that are that are in the universe. So, so I, I'm, I'm, we don't talk about these questions beforehand. No. Right. So I don't know what you're going to say. I have my own uh, thought on this. So yeah. I'm curious what you're going to say. Oh my gosh. So I'm did nervous. no. So in the in the garden we do see Satan, but mm-hmm. but he's a serpent. Yeah. So did he like morph into a serpent? Like like what? Why is he a serpent? Um, what it's, what, and why do snakes get such a bad rap? Because they're not that bad. Snakes are th- that bad. <laughs> no, not th- scripturally they are. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean they, they represent bad, they, but they are the cursed. I mean, yeah, they're cursed. They, like it took his legs off on your belly, you shall well, go. Well, but see, know. I think it's a sign. So I think this is a sign of. I think it's a sign that we can remember because when we look at snakes to this day, we go, "Oh, the fall." Yeah, it has to be the most cursed of all the animals. Like, but, I, but like when you were asking why did so? Yeah, I think did I he think, morph into one or did he possess one? I would. I don't know. So I think he possessed, just like Jesus sends demons into the pigs, yeah, to the swine. So you would say he possessed, yeah, a serpent. That's what I think. Not that he took the form of a serpent. That's what I think. Well, that's a play on words. Like Jesus took the form of a servant. Ooh, Lucifer took the form form of a serpent. serpent. Ooh, that'll preach. I will. (laughs) Um, All right. So that that's that's. I don't know. I don't know that I could definitively say. No, none of us can. I'm just telling you what I think. Well, that's a good thought. Yeah. I mean, we see we see demons. Go into animals. Yes. Right. Yes. And so I'm. I'm not sure. But no matter what, whether whether he was, you know, whether he has the power of morphine, or whether he's throwing himself into a snake. Yeah. God permitted it. He did. Yeah. Any powers that demons and angels have. Now, are they like superheroes? Do they are they like? Well, they've got they've they've evidently got powers we don't have. Yeah. Let's um, talk about that. So there has they have to have some kind of reach. I think the the difficult question is. How far can their reach be? Um, 
so there are things that they they seemingly can't do. Like I, I don't believe that that these fallen angels, of which Satan is chief and one of, I don't believe that they're omnipresent. Right. Um, so I don't think they're everywhere at one time. Um, I don't think that they're um, omnipotent in that they yep. can do anything. Um, yep. And I, and I don't think that they're omniscient in that they know everything. Yeah, obviously they can't be because Satan, if he was omniscient, and we'll just look at Satan as like a. a, a as an example of someone who can't know everything or he wouldn't be rebelling in the way that he would. Yeah, because he like, would know that it wouldn't work out right. for him. Right. He, he yeah. At some point, he has to be like, I think God's wrong. Right. Yes. Um, at some point. Now, now I, I think Satan knows he's defeated now. Um, now it's like I'm taking Minnie down with the ship. Right. As, you know, I can't. And I think, I think, you know, I don't know that – do you know of anyone that argues for, like, the omnipresence of Satan theologically? I know I mean, we kind of ascribe that to him naturally. Yeah. Like, like, like I was joking, like Satan's after Heather. Yeah, but like Satan's probably not personally after Heather. No, if he can't be everywhere at one time. Right. But I don't know of anyone who seriously makes a theological case that Satan is everywhere. No, I think people use that just to be like, um, like the okay. So there's this great line in um, in Brave. Is it Braveheart? We'll the one where he screams freedom. No, yeah, that's well, that's the movie. That's not the scene I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, I thought but that was the we'll line. We'll just say it's Braveheart. No, it is. It is. It is. He says an attack on the king's soldiers is an attack on the king himself. And so the that's a really good impression. Wow. Oh, that was an impression. That I thought was. Baker played the audio <laughs> from the from the actual movie. So 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 I think just like just like that when we say Satan's doing this, or when Nick says Satan's in this place, um, yeah. it is a that's a funny story. We'll just bypass that you should talk to him about that if you if you anyways um uh that it is that what we see there is these are represent satan is the commander and demons are the rep and demons can be following his bidding right in and lots that's all of places I, I compared it to the president on sunday in my sermon oh, okay. um so not that i was comparing biden to be satan i want to give that disclaimer <laughs> um but we 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 tend to blame not just Biden or Trump or Obama, but we tend to blame everything on the president. It's like thanks Obama or yeah. thanks Trump, you know, like Biden at the gas station. You know, I did that pointing <laughs> to the price of the gas. But it's like rarely did the president personally make that happen. Right. But his decisions, his cabinet, his policies may have made it happen. Sure. And almost never is is he directly involved in ruining your life. But right. sometimes we can be like, well, because of the president. And I think Satan's kind of the same way because of his authority and influence in the world and, and the pervasiveness of the dark kingdom um, that is Satan and his demons. Um, I think we can, in some sense, say Satan is persecuting us is tempting us is yeah, all those things but yeah. I, I just always want to be careful that we don't actually think satan is like a guy with a pitchfork in our bedroom like whispering things to us you know yeah so some if you're when you get the visual of satan and it's like the pitchfork and the little you know i say demon wings like you know yeah. the non-angelic ones a lot of this comes from uh, writing from a guy from Dante Inferno, right? It's a, mm-hmm. a book that was written, and it kind of uh, visualized, and it kind of created... Um, it, his I, intent was to mock Satan, wasn't it? Yeah, well, I don't know what his intent was. Yeah. I don't know. But I, I think I think a lot of the influence, if it's not, it's definitely influenced by, uh, I think, whether... whether uh, Old mythology. Yeah. Um, Even, like, goats. Like, goats are associated with demons sometimes. Yeah. Well, that's uh, that's because goats are crazy. Well, okay. So when we went through Leviticus, <laughs> yeah, you got the goat demons going on. Yeah, yeah, that, which was really interesting. 
Yeah. Um, so, without question, in the Old Testament, they were very clear. They, they very heavily believed. It was a demonic presence. Yeah. That, yeah. That was very real. And, and, that the, and that the nations were persuaded by. Right. In the hand of demons. So, in the New Covenant. Ooh. Let's, let's shift gears a little bit. Yeah. So, for us living in the New Covenant, in the New Testament, um, some would say, maybe, maybe someone on this show mm-hmm. would say that Satan is bound. Right. That's right. Um, so Jesus says that, that to plunder the goods of Satan, because he's the god of this world or the prince of the power of the air, to plunder his house, so to speak, as Jesus gets victory on the cross, mm-hmm. to plunder his house, he says he has to bind the strong man. Yeah, so let's let's go back. So what we see is that we, we know that during the millennial kingdom, yes. Jesus binds Satan. Yes. So it, I, I say that to say when Jesus comes, he makes an... This seemingly statement, when someone says that he is Satan, or that he's doing this by the power of Satan, he says, he basically goes, no, I'm actually coming into his kingdom because I've bound him, and now I'm looting his kingdom. Right. So it's it's interesting that he he talks about how he that Satan is bound, and then later in another passage during the Millennial Kingdom that that Satan is bound. So those who believe the Millennial Kingdom is now, they go, yeah, because Jesus has come, he's won. Uh, he reigns. He sits at the right hand of the Father. He is over heaven and earth. All of heaven, dominion, uh, the, uh, dominion of heaven and earth have been given to him. Um, and no longer are the nations deceived. Now, I know when people look at this, they go, oh, really? Because they seem like they pretty are. deceived. But I think we say this. We say this in a real. We don't have a good context of this. When you, if you're an Israelite and coming out of Egypt. And you look at the the Gentile world. I am an Israelite spiritually. Speaking. Okay, so when you look at the, the, the Gentile <laughs> world, um, you will see that uh, the nations, the deception of the nations, is beyond measure of what it would be now. Like Gentiles, right, right. Um, so I think sometimes we look in our context and go, "Wait, but most people aren't Christians." Well, I personally, I don't think that will ever be the case. I think. Right. Wide road is, leads to destruction. The narrow road, you know. I think there's <clears throat> yeah. there's always the minority will always be the Christian. But when you look at what has happened um, to the world, that is us Gentiles um, across the sea, across the world, mm-hmm. China, Africa, all across, I mean, all everywhere. And this started in this backwoods area in 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 you know Palestine, Israel. Mm-hmm. Whatever you want to call it, um, that it it has become the dominant force in the world in history. Something happened to yeah. the nations, yeah, and it's almost like the nations are no longer deceived. Yeah, so that's what I that's the argument I would make. So we disagree a little bit on the millennial kingdom too. Sure. So I would say that I would disagree with that slightly and say that the nations are still deceived, but the church is the supreme nation yeah. of Jesus Christ. And so as a representation of Jesus's nation, i.e. kingdom on earth, we are uh, we are set free from the influence of Satan. We are Satan is bound as far as we're concerned, uh, but the nations are still being deceived by him. So that would oh, be my take. So I, I so I look at it this way. When I say the nations, I mean out all the other people groups that are not Jews, yeah, right? Right. So now that, you know, when you think of, you know, you have Jews and not, the, you know, there's no longer Jew or Gentile, and the people groups have really, like you said, kind of come into this one kingdom. Um, so I look at the people groups have, the, the a lot of it's been lifted, but I agree that, that the majority of people, Jew or non-Jew, right, are still deceived. And it's not that, it's not just because Satan's bound doesn't mean there's not demonic work or 
at, at hand. Yeah. It's just that the degree in which it was there is not as present. Because scripture is clear that that right. we're fighting against you know spiritual yeah, things. Yeah, because Paul makes that clear after after the death and resurrection of Jesus. After the death, death and resurrection of Jesus, Peter makes it clear that Satan is prowling around like a roaring lion. Um, so there's something going on. I, I, I really I think it's good for us to lean into the already not yet that Jesus did really achieve victory on the cross. It's not like he's still trying to win the battle. Right. It's it's won. Uh, through the cross. So anyone who thinks that because Jesus, Satan is bound, that means there's not satanic activity. Everyone agrees with that, right? Even yeah. even because right. if if you hold that you know that there's a literal millennial kingdom, in that little millennial kingdom, if you believe what Scripture says, during that kingdom there are lost people yep. who are following Satan, and there's a lot even of if sin. He's bound, right? There's a lot, there's of, a lot sin. of sin, right? So 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 just, his influence. Same thing with the president right. or the Braveheart analogy. Like yeah. his influence is still. No matter what level he is bound, his influence sure. is still very right. pervasive and prevalent. You know what I would compare it to? What? I'll tell you. Okay, good. I would compare it to Harry Potter. Uh, please don't. Okay, I've never... <laughs> well, I'll explain. I've, I have not seen many Harry Potters, but I know that there's a fella named Voldemort, and Voldemort doesn't he's not he's not he's bound by something. I'm not sure what it is. You've lost me. Well, okay, but Vol- but Voldemort. Voldemort, he has a lot of guys working to free him. Harry Potter. Is that what he sounds like? Yes. Oh, okay. So so he has a lot of dudes working for him to free him so he can then defeat Harry Potter. So that's what I would compare it to. Again, I have seen... That's an excellent analogy. I, so that's how I, I would look at it. He's bound. The, the tentacles of Satan Voldemort are still out there. Let me throw this curveball at you. Okay. In Deuteronomy 32, um, you have... Uh, a, a song of Moses here. Um, and He was a good songwriter. Yeah, he was. And he sings this song, and he, he refers back to the Tower of Babel. Um, shouts out to uh, Josh Robinson on some of his writing and yeah. conversations with me on these things. He, he loves this stuff. He does. Um, he's been greatly influenced by a guy named Michael Heiser, um, who just recently passed away, went to be with the Lord. Sad. And um and Heiser and um, some other people have taken this stance, and I, th- I find it very interesting. I'm not sure where I stand on it yet. Um, but they, they look at Deuteronomy 32, verse 8, uh, in Moses' song, and it says, When the Most High gave to the nations their inheritance, when he divided mankind, he fixed the borders of the peoples according to the number of the sons of God. And so the question is, okay, the Lord is creating nations here at, at the Tower of Babel. Mm-hmm. What does it mean that he created them according to the number of the sons of God? Um, Heiser's interpretation is that that, that, is, I know that those, those are the fallen angels. Yeah, I know yeah that those, those are fallen angels. And so the nations that are not Israel, not God's promised people, are given over then to the influence of demonic presence. Um, and again, whether you take that verse to, to mean that or not, that does happen. The nations are influenced and led astray by yeah. Satan and his and his demons. Yeah. Um, well, and, they, and Satan wasn't bound then. That's right. That's yeah. right. There was no binding of Satan at that time. And, and of course, Jesus is, is making all that right and new again. And so it's interesting to think about um, all that to say. We, we, we're not getting away from this, are we? No. Okay, you finished. I'm sorry. I, I shouldn't have cut you off there. No, no, no. I, I was just saying all that to say that um, that there – we can't deny that there has been – we live in a world that has been historically and at some level now is filled with demonic influence. Yep. All right. Um, well, a couple questions, and then we have to we have to open up one door. Right? Oh, my gosh. Um, I can't wait to open that door. You know what the door is. Oh, in your heart. Yeah. Okay. Uh, first <laughs> your heart. is it's um, do – I have no idea what the door is. Can demons 
Angels, do they do they get any thoughts? I don't know. Okay, that, okay, that was do underwhelming. Have, do you I, was, have so a, I thought you were gonna have a great. Um, so okay, so uh, I don't think they do. I don't think they can. Um, so one of one of the members of my church recently sent me this video. Um, oh boy, he sent me a video. It's not like a weird one, is it? Well, it, yeah, it's a little weird. Okay. Um, but he was just asking me my thoughts on it, right? And so the video is maybe an audio. I can't remember, but it's basically this preacher saying demons can't hear what you think, and so you need to speak to the demons. I wouldn't do that. It was this very like superstitious type of reaction. <laughs> so, so when there's a demon influencing you, you have to say that. And then he led into like really weird things to say, like I claim victory and there is no sickness. It was like a, a Pentecostal type. Yeah. It's, it, it was a bad conclusion to lead to, but it was all predicated on demons can't hear what you're thinking. And so you need to tell demons audibly that they're defeated and that they. I just wouldn't talk to them. Yeah, I, I think I don't think there's really a need for Christians to like try, walk around speaking to demons that may be in the room, yeah. you know. But um, like, don't get out your Ouija board and be like, "I'm going to tell these guys they're losers." Now, I tend I to think I tend to think there might be a chance that demons can either hear thoughts or influence thinking in some way. Okay, so like I, in a temptation sense. So this is what I would say: demons are as o- older than humans, so they know how man works better mm-hmm. than man. So, like, I think men are very, and I don't just mean that as, like, you know. Males. Males, right. right. Um, Mankind. Yeah. I think. I got you. If you could use more gendered neutral terms, (laughs) that would be helpful. But, but okay, we'll bear with you. I think that they are very, they know how humans work. And so they know how to tempt humans. Because humans haven't changed all that much. Right? A really fascinating resource on that thought. Screwtape Letters by C.S. Lewis. Boom. A fictional book about made-up demons based on his real theology and demonology. Um, but it's basically demons like conversing about how best to lead Christians astray. Okay, so the check that out. But we got we got we got to move on because we got a lot of good stuff. Oh my gosh! Okay, so well, we didn't even just figure out if they could. Well, scripture doesn't tell us. It doesn't tell us. That's that's the key. I don't, is there even a biblical example of when they if they can? I don't think of I don't know of any that the, uh, the biblical examples are all going to be possession. Okay, but I don't think a Christian can be possessed. Right, right. So I don't think a Christian really needs to worry about this as much. Um, I think that, I think it's questionable how much can they influence non-believers. So I think I think if a if a if a unbeliever is possessed, then yeah, I think their thoughts can be known. Yeah, because they're, I think it's not just their body that's possessed. Right. Um, so possessions are real. I, they are real without I think, question. I think yeah, without question. I think a lot of mental illness. Not all mental illness. Not all. But I think there are some things deemed scientifically as mental illness that that really are demonic. There's a movie coming out called The Pope's Exorcist. Mm, I know you Catholics that. are scary. As all get out. <laughs> they like that exorcism. They're stuff. terrifying. So the so it's okay. So the reason why I want to see the movie, I don't typically. The only like thing scarier than Catholicism is hell itself. Oh, I thought you were saying Mormonism. Um, and that. <laughs> so, well, listen. So, I want to go see this this movie, but I don't want to see it. I probably not, but I want to because Russell Crowe's in it, and and, He's and I in love Russell Crowe. Right? <laughs> no, that's Mel Gibson. Oh, no, okay. Russell Crowe's in Gladiator. Gladiator. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. But there's this line. He's like, is you know, he was doing this uh, this sort of accent thing. I'm not like that. Yeah, at he's, all, the, actually. he's like the Pope's exorcist. Right? Yeah, and he's that's like, what he and, plays. yeah, and he, and he I says, saw the trailer for. Yeah, it. and he says something like, he's like, ninety eight point seven percent of exorcisms. They're not the possessions, but there are two percent that nobody can explain. 
like that. And it, again, but, how are we getting the audio for this? Is not even out. And yet. It, it, yeah, and, and, he, and he's and it's like and he's like it's, he he says in the in the clip he's like uh, he's like no one can explain, but God Himself. Yeah. And he says it's the devil or something like that. Yeah. And it's like, oh, like when he says it in swelling the music, there's no swelling the music. But right. if you'd been, right. if you'd yeah. heard oh, it, yeah. you'd been moved. Oh, I'd, I can feel uh, it yeah, almost. Yeah, it chills up your leg. Yeah. So he, he would. You want to go see that <laughs> no. with me? I do, I do oh. and I don't. Like, I don't like going to be entertained because that stuff, because I think it's real. So it scares me, which is interesting because I'm the skeptic. And you're like, yeah, this stuff is real. Let's go. Let's That's go. what makes it scary. <laughs> Right, yeah. that's why I don't want to watch it. I don't want to watch it. Uh, yeah. uh, listen, I'll, I love those I movies. I will be a little yeah. uh, other thing. Like I just, I just, I'm the guy in the scary movie who's like, anybody hey, need some popcorn? No, I get scared, and then it's I'm like, thank you, Jesus, that I don't have to deal with this because no. I'm, I'm saved. No, by I'm grace. good. I don't. Little girls with deep voices scare me. So. <laughs> All right, so, just, we're gonna, <laughs> so we're gonna, so we're gonna open a door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, oh, this gosh. is the this is the exit door of the show. Oh man, there's so many doors. Um. No, we only got time for one door. One? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Do okay. door number three. <sighs> okay. Um, I, it has to be the Nephilim. Oh my god! Talk about the Nephilim. Oh well. Just your opinion Nephilim. on it. So, so this goes back to the sons of of man meet the daughters of Cain. Yeah, I have I have traditionally always. Um, this is in Genesis, by the way. Genesis it is. six. Like so, yeah, so we got to figure it out because we're going to have to preach on it soon. Well, different views. It's okay to teach different views. Yeah. So I've traditionally always leaned more toward the Nephilim not being hybrids between humans and Really? I thought you would demons. say they're demon babies. No. I've, I've, not, I've not traditionally leaned that way. Although I've, I've read some of Heiser's stuff that, that I referenced earlier. Oh, he thinks they're... He, yeah. thinks, he thinks the sons of God are... Or sons, demons, yeah. Or son, sons of man, sons of man, yeah. Daughters of Cain. Was it daughters of men? It's sons of God. That, it's sons of God with the daughters of men. That's what it is. Yeah, you're right. And so he would take the sons of God to mean in Hebrew the like angels because he says, he says demons, basically. every time they believe they mean angels, and I'm like not that time. Well, maybe he I, I, he makes it he makes a pretty good case. Um, he, let me explain. that I think is hard to refute. Oh, well, but um, I'm not trained to refute. Me, I've not studied it. No, right. If he, if it's super deep, right. I mean, he, yeah. He's this is like his area of expertise. So the Nephilim is is a Hebrew word that's just not translated. It's just kind of left in in our Bible. It's as these Nephilim. mighty men, yeah, of great prestige, and they seemingly are giants. So it does say they're mighty, and again, I, I would say giants. Like you know, I don't. I mean, maybe okay. you're thinking like. Like me, a giant. <laughs> like I'm a giant, giant to you. Well, listen, the average the average height in the at that point in time is like me, right? Yeah. It's like Jesus in Jesus time. It was like five four. I so don't know how a, they know that. So if a family like everybody makes me feel better, so Jesus if, is my height. So if there's a family and like all the sons of that family are like six nine, six ten. Yeah, like it sounds kind of giant. It is yeah. giant, right? It They're is absolutely men. giant, right? Uh, if, another great movie that I would reference is. Uh, uh, Oh shoot! What's the one with Brad Pitt and Eric Bana? That's some. That's no one has seen that. Troy, Troy. Troy. Have you seen when he plays her? Uh, um, is it Hercules? Achille- Achilles. Achilles. Yeah. And any any dude, Google or YouTube, uh, Brad Pitt Achilles kills giant. Okay. It's an incredible fight scene. Yeah. It's okay. not. I mean, it is, but it's you, you'll you just have to see it. All right. Check it out, everyone who's listening. Achilles, Brad Pitt, giant. Um, and so it's just just giant dude, just bigger than everybody else. Um, and that's what I imagine, right? This is just these beasts of men. Um, now, 
Now, here here's my issue. So the other idea, rather than that they are the product of demons having sex with ladies, mm-hmm. because again, I, I don't. Not that this couldn't happen, but like, I I just. Well, there is one view that demons possess actual human men, and okay. and have sex with with women that create. That's interesting. Yeah, but then they're just people. Yeah, but somehow like demonic, also. But isn't all demonically unbelieving people led by their father, the devil? Yeah. So like, everybody's demonic. I mean, that's what apart from Christ. That's, what's that? What's that dude? What's that dude who's like, I don't get on a, I gotta have a private plane because I can't fly with demons <laughs> Ken, around me. Kenneth Copeland. <laughs> Kenneth Copeland yes. Yeah. All the demons a around me. Tube of a demons. Tube of demons. Yeah. Says. That dude's possessed. Yeah, I he think. Is possessed. You look in his eyes. Possessed eyes. So, anyways. Um, Satan might be hanging out with that guy. I think yes. I think I think that sons of man mean the men, uh, or so, sons, sons of, God, of God, right? Are, are men who were following after the Lord, and then daughter? Uh, what's, the, what's the other daughters I, of men? I was going to say daughters so of non God fearing. Yeah, women. and just like we see with Israel, you have godly men marrying non godly women, mm-hmm. and it's producing. Uh, and, and in essence, it it does produce a mighty group of people that are warlike. Um, and here's what's interesting. After the Nephilim die, because in the, after the Nephilim exists, there's the flood. Mm-hmm. The Nephilim show back up in the Bible after the flood. Really? They do. The, in Joshua. Mm. As they're going into the land, they find Jericho. And, yeah. right, and when they report, they go, there are these, there are the Nephilim over there. Yeah. Well, I don't, like, how do you know they're demon babies if that's what they are? Other than, no, they're mighty men of valor. They're strong. They're warlike. And that, but that's what he calls them. I think he's he's just saying, "Hey, they're like those other mighty guys, not that they're demon babies." That'd know. be my argument. I think there's something non-physical jo- going jo- on there. Jo- Josh uh, confirms uh, that they are in fact demon babies. Josh Robinson. <laughs> yeah, he says they oh, are. Yeah. That they they came back down and did that whole thing again. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. anyways, it, who knows? We'll find out. I, I think that is a mystery of scripture. That is an ap- um, that's a perfect example of you don't fight over this. You just sure. go maybe. I I've never seen or know. Let me make this G rated. I don't know if angels can reproduce. I don't know what they got. <laughs> Please, <give it's> <laughs> so, like I don't know. One day we'll know. Maybe I don't know if I'll even ask that. That won't even be my top thousand questions. I want to ask Jesus. Oh, that's probably my number one. All right. <laughs> All right, uh, rapid fire. Uh, UFOs, are they demons? Demons, yes. Uh, ghosts, are they demons? Demons, yes. <laughs> um, uh, uh, oh, gosh. I answered too quick. You, you ran d- out of I questions. Know. I know. Yeah. Should Christians use a Ouija board? No. Um, okay. I think I think that's good. Okay. Okay. I think if you're dabbling with any sort of like paranormal activity, if it's not Christ-exalting, which I don't know of any paranormal activity <laughs> yeah, right. that is, um, it's either like made up or it's demonic. D&D. <laughs> Yeah, demonic. Oh, come yeah, on. Demonic. I uh, played it once, and I got oh, really convicted it. about oh, it. I'm never doing it again. <laughs> I'm never playing d and I'm never watching Voldemort and Harry Potter. And um, again, I've canceled Disney. So there you yeah. have it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening. If you have any questions uh, about Angels and Demons, you can shoot them over if we didn't get to it. Or if you have any other questions about any other area in Christendom, we'd love to know what it is. Go on to the app, or if you know one of us personally, uh, shoot us a text or something. You know what to do. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Peace be with you. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions, submit them on the New Heights Church app, and we'll catch you next time. Watch for deer.